Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to a Tuesdays here at Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. We have special guest in the green room now in the video stream New York Times bestselling author multiple times over. I can't count that high. Tell me how many bestsellers he has. Host of Big Noon Sports in uh, the great state, and I do mean state of Alabama, across the state, Lars Anderson with us. Fellas, we've got a lot of college football to talk and get rolling on. Numbers to dial up, 489-1240, 489-1240, or toll-free across the state where you hear us, one 800 825 5865 Hale Varsity YouTube channel and Hale Varsity Radio Twitter at H Varsity Radio. Both ways to watch, get in the stream, contact us that way. Uh, we'll put our portal tiers together, not tiers in our beer, but just tiers of quarterbacks. Elijah, we'll get there. Well, de- depending on which one we end up with, it could sure. be tiers. It, in your it beer. could be. Uh, Mitch Sherman going to be with us from The Athletic, and then our favorite Husker offensive lineman. Jeremiah Searles next hour as well. But Lars, good to talk with you, man. At Lars Anderson 71 on Twitter, it's where you follow Lars. Brother, it's been an exciting 48 hours of college football. How is the, uh, the great state of Alabama doing? How would the state of Alabama react, I guess, if Florida State would have jumped in there at number four? Did you wrap your mind around that possibility? Yeah, um, I'm coming at you from uh, Reese Pfeiffer, which is a uh, academic building on the University of Alabama. And it's right next to uh, Bryant Denny Stadium. It's actually the closest building to Bryant Denny. And uh, I don't know if this place would still be here if uh, <laughs> Alabama had got left out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what people here are reacting about more than even getting in was Michigan's reaction to seeing that they're playing Alabama. And I'm telling you, like, the there's a lot of psychology going on here. Alabama thinks they already got these guys. Well, they think you, they got them. Do you see the, the Bama reaction? I mean, they, they had a front-on video view, and it, it was, you know, say it's like Saban's watching someone tee off, you know, a little bit of a golf club. I mean, Bama's been in this spot. Michigan's been in this spot. But Michigan's team reaction seemed like somebody killed a puppy. Yes, exactly, Elijah. That's what I'm saying. Like they That's want awful. no, they want no piece of Alabama. They thought they're going to get a second string quarterback from Florida State. Nope. No, little little different. You're getting a kid who, uh, over the last five weeks, has been the best player in college football in Jalen Milrow, and. Um, I, 
Good luck, Michigan. I can't believe they're favored. Half, uh, half of, I, I'm just, half I'm of Nebraska guys, wants you guys to put a 50 spot on Michigan, and the other half want, uh, I, I guess there's some Big Ten solidarity, but I'm not quite sure that it's that it's the other SEC schools chanting SEC for, for whoever's playing for a championship. I don't think Nebraska's quite there yet with the Big Ten. Okay, so hear me out on what is going to be a big storyline, I believe, that has not yet been fully unraveled. And that is Michigan and their game against TCU last year. Now, why did TCU win that game going away? Tackles for loss and turnovers. Sign stealing and the lack thereof. Thank you, Elijah. <laughs> Thank you. They didn't scout they TCU. TCU coaches knew what was going on, and they duped them. Michigan thought they had diagnosed all these plays, and suddenly they're running the wrong way. And then what happens in the national championship game? Georgia drops a nuke on it. Boat raced by Georgia. (laughs) And I'm telling you, and I believe that's a big reason why the committee went with Alabama. They don't want another disaster of TCU which Florida State would have been if they somehow could have upset uh, Michigan in the national championship game. And, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Michigan would have dismantled Florida State. I mean, every, Florida State, bless their heart, great defense, tremendous athletes. Coleman's a stud. You're just liable at the quarterback spot, and you can't go into a game or, or playoff of this magnitude and be on par. You're, 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 I, I've got it on relatively good authority, but not good enough to, like, to actually write it or even tweet it, but I can talk about it because I probably won't get sued. But TCU knew that Michigan was stealing signs. And, again, they, they came up with uh, an elaborate scheme to deceive them. Mm. Well, it, it made anyway, sense. It made it's sense. neither here nor there. But I'm telling you, th- this story is not dead by any stretch. Lars, whenever you, you look specifically at the matchup, you seem to be erring on the side of, of Alabama. And I want to get your thought just on the progression we've seen from Alabama. Because if you would have asked me 10 weeks ago, I think Michigan probably beats Bama by three touchdowns if you go back to the start of the SEC slate. But this Alabama team has really made some strides since then. They're head and shoulders better than they were whenever they lost to Texas week two of the season. Tell me about the progression you've seen from Bama this season. What has changed that makes you think that they have what it takes to take down this Michigan squad? It's really been one of the most amazing transformations of a single team that I've ever witnessed. Um, The low point wasn't even Texas. The low point was South Florida Mm. and almost getting beat down in Tampa in a rainstorm. And at halftime, Nick Saban walking off the field drenched and suddenly he looks like an old man. I mean, you remember those images mm-hmm. that were put out there? And uh, from there, and again, and Jalen Milrow was benched. And then Alabama realized, oh, crap, the two guys behind Jalen Milrow, they suck, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're, they're no good. Uh, Tyler Buckner, uh, the transfer from Notre Dame, just transferred back to Notre Dame, not to play football, but to play lacrosse. So Buckner is gone, and uh, uh, Ty Simpson, the other kid, uh, you know, as we say in the South, bless his heart, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he most likely will be transferring. But, um, but, but then, so they go back to Jalen, and on the sideline, 
there that in, in that South Florida game, he acquitted himself the same way as another Jalen did mm. when he got benched. Jalen Hurts, right, in the national championship game. Who was like the biggest cheerleader for Tua in the national championship game? It was Jalen Hurts. And you saw that that same sort of demeanor from uh, Jalen Milrow. And it's weird to say that he won over the team while on the bench. But that, to me, is like that's when he won over the team. And then Alabama goes back to him. And finally, he's not looking over his shoulder. Coaches say, we got full faith in you. You're our guy. If you make a mistake, you're not getting pulled. And he's just gotten better and better and better and better. And I made this comparison today. Like the two best single college football players I've ever seen with my own eyes, number one, Cam Newton, number two, Tommy Frazier. Jalen Milrow is Tommy Frazier who can pass better. Elusive and fast, Lars Anderson with us. Lars, want to get a couple of more comments, and thanks for kicking us off today. Uh, thoughts on Nebraska, their season, and I know you're a Chubba guy. Nebraska is also kicking tires in the portal like everybody on the quarterback spot. Yeah, um, I, I was impressed with what Matt Rule did. An incredible amount of injuries for Nebraska, but they still got to learn how to win. Got to learn how to win. Uh, and it's a cliche, but it, it, it's true. I always I, I love the effort level that the kids gave. And that tells me that they believe in their head coach and um, I, and especially on the defensive side, because defense is more about effort than offense. Offense is more about kind of precision and athleticism. Defense, man, you just run to the damn ball, right? <laughs> See ball, get ball. And, uh, and that's what Nebraska has done really, really well. And, and I think Nebraska fans should feel good about where the program is going. Yes, uh, things didn't turn out the way everyone had hoped, but um, I think it's on the upward trajectory, definitely. Do you like Chuba, what you saw him? Absolutely. Horrible decision at the end of the Iowa game. Horrible decision, but um, man, give this kid some reps. I think he could be special. So, what? What are your? Really, what's your I, I do. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not in the thick of it like you guys are. Like, is, is are they actively searching for another kid in the transfer portal? They are. Is probably going to go the transfer portal. They they are looking, but I think that rules pretty set on taking care of the guys that are here. That makes sense. You got to look. You yeah. got to bring in competition. But it's not like I don't think they're going to make the mistake of last year with Sims. Uh, with this is our portal guy. Is versus- there a guy in the system or a recruit that is going to be a kind of hang your hat on type of player for Nebraska right now? Quarterback. Uh, they got a kid from Bell West. Kalen's really, really talented, but I don't know that he's a guy that needs to see snaps as a true freshman. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, some Husker fans out there seem to think the Dylan Ryle sweepstakes aren't done. But ah, that's nice. Okay. Something you need to accept. La- Lars, I got to I got to get this in, and it's several questions in the stream uh, regarding the NCAA president, and I'll post that up here. Uh, this is from uh, Geek Tradamus. So you have President Baker proposing a new tier D one with directly paid players, new scholarship limits, NIL in-house. Uh, I don't know the timeline of this, but do you like this? And what's Absolutely your reaction? Love it. What's your reaction? I love it. 
I love it. I love it. Let's just uh, let's just have three power conferences: Big Ten, uh, most likely now uh, SEC, and I would have said ACC, but I think Big Twelve, and uh, have each conference be about twenty teams. And then that is your sort of tier one. Mm-hmm. And then tier two would be all of the other, I want to say also rans, but the lower conferences and let them have their own national championship. So, I mean, I, I just think it'd make more, for a more compelling sport overall. You could do it that way, but it's going to come down to budgets, right? I mean, and your, your top 50 to 60 spenders movers and shakers i mean there's a lot of schools there's about eight to ten elite really six and that that could spread out as you see the playoff expand but more of uh, than an nfl model really quite honestly yeah no i i agree i mean what's what's happening now isn't working i think the uh the 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 gulf between the haves and the have-nots is growing rather than shrinking and uh, if we're expecting Congress, led by Tommy Tuberville, <laughs> who I know really well, another bless your heart person, uh, <laughs> if Tommy Tuberville is, is going to solve this whole thing, no, not going to happen. There, there is not going to be federal legislation that is going to, uh, in, in, let's just call it what it is. I mean, it's pay for play. Mm-hmm. This is like, and, and if you're an 18-year-old kid, I mean, if I was 18, I would go, I would pay, I would play for whoever was giving me the most money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not rocket science. Here. How's, how's Bama been with their NIL and how's Bama been real quick with just getting it right, getting kids that, yeah, want to get paid, but are hungry. They're not entitled coming in. That's a, I, I think that it remains to be seen. I mean, so far, so good. But um, Nick Saban wants no part of the <laughs> NIL era. I mean, that will usher him to retirement quicker than anything else. Is the idea that every year, uh, because of NIL transfer portal, you have to re-recruit all of your guys, and you have to explain to kids like, "Hey, you know what? We're a develop de- developmental program." And that means you need to develop. And maybe by the time you're a junior or a senior, you'll get picked in the NFL. And that has been Nick's argument for ever since this whole thing started. And if you just look at like national rankings of recruiting classes, Alabama is still one, two, you know, Mm -hmm. right there every year. But uh, I, I just, I know, I know coach Saban pretty well, written two books on the guy. Um, And that made me think today too, like, Gosh, if I have profited this much off of Nick Saban, what <laughs> me personally, like, this whole the whole town of Tuscaloosa and the state of Alabama, like it, it's really it's good for business mm. for everyone when uh, when the, the local team makes it to the college football playoffs. Well, uh, Lars, to flip this around, just mentioned Alabama's future. We got about a minute left here. From the outside looking in, what's your take on how Nebraska is positioned for the future, the, the changing world of college football? <sighs> I don't know what Nebraska's uh, NIL situation is, but it's going to come down to that. I mean, I would try to get Berkshire Hathaway money involved in Nebraska. (laughs) Uncle Warren. Somehow, some way. Yeah, don't even call them the Nebraska Cornhuskers anymore. Call them the Nebraska uh, Berkshire Hathaways or the Nebraska 
Buffett's, you know, just get, 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 change the name. <laughs> that is the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Uh, um, I think going to be the, the deciding factor for so many kids where they go to school is based on how much money they're going to mm-hmm. get. By the way, guys, got to ask you, are, are you doing anything special for the uh, demolition of the South Stadium? We were going to raffle off who got to push the button. We were talking about it. I'm hoping that we can just pull up some lawn chairs and do a live radio show. I think so too, but it's got to be it's got to be Switzer, Elvis Peacock, or Keith Jackson. Those are the three. I was uh, I, I was back in Lincoln for the Purdue game, and uh, man, and, and just looking at the South Stadium, I was just like, ah, oh. I, I just have so many good memories as a kid. You know, being way way up at the top, and it was so good. Lars, we will do this sooner rather than later. Thanks for making time and jumping on, bud. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There is Lars Anderson with us here on Hale Varsity.